Next, we have Colleen Kelly Powell, who you might recognize on your morning drives from Star 102.5. Colleen will share a story about finding courage. Please welcome Colleen. Two and a half years ago, I drove to a home in Waukee, not far from where we live. I gathered my letters and my pictures, all of my proof. I mustered up some courage, fixed my hair, walked to the door, rang the doorbell, and no one was home. Because only in the movies is anybody ever home on the first attempt at a grand gesture. But a few days later, I went back and a lovely young woman invited me in. We were joined by a young man, presumably her husband. I said to that young man, my name is Colleen Kelly. Do you know who I am? And he said, yes. That young man is my half biological brother, Greg, someone who for 30 plus years I had only known from photographs but he, has, he was someone I had wanted to know in real life for a very long time. Let me back up. My mother had me at 18. My biological father wanted nothing to do with a baby. Uh, and for whatever reason, my mother wasn't particularly forthcoming about who my biological father was. And I learned that when you don't have a Norman Rockwell-esque family, people almost demand to know why, simply saying, I don't have a dad, doesn't cut it. So I would make up stories. For instance, in the early 80s, when feather earrings were in style, I told people my dad was a Native American Indian, and he had made me these earrings out of birds he had killed. <laughs> what is a little unique about my story is that my biological dad's mom, my grandma Bridie, a pious Irish woman, did want to be a part of my life. So I was raised with her and her husband, my grandpa Barney, as this nice older couple who we saw all the time, and they let me run in and out of their home until one day, I was about seven, and I was standing in Bridie's kitchen. I made a comment about how she always had the best cookies in her cookie jar. And she said, well, that's what grandmas are for. I said, you're my grandma? Who's my dad? And she said, Kevin. So I walked out of the kitchen, down this hallway, where I knew she had photographs of all of her children. And there was this eight by 10 of my biological dad. And it made sense, I kind of looked like him. And although I was only seven and far more interested in getting my hands on another one of those cookies than cataloging all the ways my bio dad and I were similar, I knew this was a big moment. Time went by, I learned my bio dad had gotten married and started a family. And I remember the first time I saw my brother Greg's picture on my grandma's fridge. He was young because I was only a teenager but I stood there and looked and thought, I have a little brother. Time went by, my grandmother ended up passing away, but through conversations with my grandfather, I learned that Greg was going to college at Central in Pella. And at the time, I was living in Des Moines, and I thought, well, this is it. Our, our paths are crossing. I think we should know each other. 
So I ran the idea past my grandfather. He thought it was a great idea. He said, I'll meet you in the Amana colonies, kind of facilitate this. The only thing was, I didn't think Greg knew that I existed. I didn't think I should be the one to tell him. So I wrote my biological dad a letter, basically saying, I've accepted the fact that you don't want to be a part of my life, but my brother Greg is an adult. He's going to college 40 minutes from where I live, and maybe he feels different. About a month later, I got one paragraph back from my biological dad. It read, Dear Colleen, I am shocked that you would want anything to do with me or my family. You forced me to have a very uncomfortable conversation with my son. He has decided he does not want to know you. We expect that you will respect his decision. Ouch. That hurt. How could he not want to know me? I'm funny. I'm kind. I'm on the flipping radio. <laughs> I mean, we're related. But I respected his decision and moved on with my life. As fate would have it, Greg ended up graduating from Central and moving to Des Moines. My uh, grandfather came here in uh, 2010 for my wedding, and he said something at our reception that struck me. He said it was too bad he drove all the way here from Indiana and he couldn't see both of his grandchildren because he couldn't tell Greg why he was here. And I thought, that's odd. But then it occurred to me, what if my bio dad lied? What if he never had told Greg about me? What if we're living in the same city and he doesn't even know who I am? I thought about telling him then, but we had just gotten married. We were going to be starting a family. It seemed like a lot of drama, and I figure, Des Moines is a big city. What are the chances we'll even run into each other? Turns out, good. <laughs> in 2013, I volunteered to do the Governor's Steer Show at the State Fair. I walk into the barn to meet my steer. Next to me is a young woman preparing her steer, and standing next to her is Greg, my brother. This person who I had only known from photographs is standing right here. And I, I just kind of froze. I, I decided to avoid making eye contact. About a year later, my husband and I were out to dinner at Fleming's in West Des Moines, and a family walks in and sits down at the table right next to us. And all of a sudden, I realize it's my biological dad, Greg, the young woman from the steer show, and Greg's mom. What are the chances? I remember my husband looking at me and saying, Cal, if there was ever a time you were going to say something, now might be it. But I wasn't prepared. What was I going to say? And how were they going to react? We're in the middle of Fleming Steakhouse. I'm not going to cause a big scene. So I went to the bathroom, I cried, we took our $200 dinner to go. <laughs> well, then as fate would have it, I find out through family that um, the young woman from the steer show and uh, Greg ended up getting married. She worked for a competing radio group in town where my best friend, who was in my wedding works, at this point, my best friend has met my biological brother through work functions, and I haven't even met him yet. But the final straw came when my grandfather told me that Greg and his wife were building a home. And we live in Clive, mecca of home building. And I thought, what are the chances this guy's going to end up being my neighbor? So I looked him up on the Dallas County Assessor site, 
And sure enough, they had purchased a home about three miles from where we live. So now I'm thinking, am I going to see him at hy V? Am I going to see him at Lifetime Fitness, at all the local bars and restaurants? Am I going to go the rest of my life avoiding eye contact? You know, for most people, family is something you're given, you're born into. They're the people we celebrate with, the people we grumble about. But for those of us who don't have it that easy, we're left to wonder how and if we fit in. Our identity as a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a daughter isn't just given like it is for other people. And in all these times that my path was crossing with Greg, I felt like I was standing on the outside of a house and inside was a dad, a brother, a sister. And although we were related, I was like this creepy, nosy neighbor staring in a window. And it just felt bad. I thought long and hard about contacting Greg because you can't insert yourself into someone else's life without there being consequences and a little bit of a ripple effect. But it was time. I wanted to be a part of the story, and I needed to know if Greg wanted to add to his family. So that brings me to the beginning of the story. I asked Greg if he knew who I was, and he said yes. And at first, my heart kind of sank, because I thought, oh man, he's known this whole time, and he doesn't want to know me, and here I am. <laughs> this is awkward. But we exchanged pleasantries. He said that he was glad I had introduced myself, and I left their home thinking, if this is it, at least the truth is out there, and I don't have to avoid making eye contact. But Greg reached out to me about a month after that and uh, said that he and his wife would like to take me to dinner. I was a little concerned, like he might need a kidney or bone marrow. <laughs> He did it. He did it. He did. We had a great night, great conversation. And you know what? Greg and I have spent the past two and a half years getting to know each other. And I really like him. There's 11 years between us, but you wouldn't know it. He's a, he's a, he's a really great guy. My bio dad is less than pleased. He made a decision decades ago, and he had hoped his family would follow suit and respect that decision. He questions my motives and my intentions. But I know those are rooted, rooted in truth and my family tree. You know, I wanted getting to know Greg to be all that I was looking for. I wanted it to be like when Dorothy walked from sepia to color, when the Bradys all got together. But what I learned is sharing a set of chromosomes does not entitle you to a relationship. Maya Angelou said, it is an accident of birth that makes us brothers and sisters. Brotherhood and sisterhood is a condition you have to work at. And I will never have a Norman Rockwell-like family. It's messy, it's a little complicated, but so is everyone else's. And people ask me if I would do it again. Knowing what I know now and what has happened over the past two and a half years, would I ring that doorbell again? And I say, absolutely. I know in my heart, Greg and I were meant to know each other because I have a little brother and he is more than just a picture on a fridge. Thank you.